All right, Darren Smith, here it is, episode 15 of the Always Loyal Podcast. What's coming up on this episode? Jordan Carruth, there is a doctor in the podcast. We will say hello to Dr. Patrick Frias from Randy Children's Hospital. Find out why May is so important to one of the crown jewels of San Diego. And also, that's a battle. One versus three in the Western Conference. Where can you find that matchup? Ferrero Stadium upcoming this weekend. It's the Always Loyal Podcast. Hi, this is Jonah Eldridge here and Tony Camberos, and we're account executives here at the San Diego Loyal. Come check us out on game day and ask for us at the info booth. We'll get you set up with the best seats for the best value. Go Loyal. Finally, finally, Darren, we can say this. A home match this weekend. Come out to Torero Stadium this weekend. I feel like uh, I feel like Loyal have been on the road for quite some time. All those road matches in the Open Cup, going to Albuquerque after that. Plenty of road matches still coming up, but we do get to squeeze one home game in this month. So let's celebrate it. It is a home match week. Yes, the always loyal. You have to be always loyal to be supporting SD Loyal right now. Like you said, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think about one match at home in about six weeks, Jordan, roughly against Colorado Springs. Switchbacks for the first time ever. Bring either. It. In Torero Stadium or in Colorado Springs. Bring it on. A trip through Albuquerque, New Mexico. Before that, a trip through Tampa. Open Cup, as you mentioned, against Galaxy. Back home, Loose City. That was in anticipation of Open Cup. Oakland before then. And then, of course, right back out on the road. So it's a pretty important one, I think. Back at home, you're sort of like, oh, yeah, okay, good. Like, you do play home matches after all, 7 o'clock at Torero Stadium. So welcome home for the Road Warriors, 6-2-2 two, and two on the 2022 season, following one of those 1-1 draws away. These 94th-minute goals are just soul-crushing, one that felt like a little bit of a loss if you're a loyal supporter, probably felt like a win if you're a New Mexico United supporter. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about being up 1-0 in Albuquerque that late and allowing a goal. But it's not like the first time we've seen it, like you said. So it's definitely something to pay attention to. But they do get the point. And now a matchup against Colorado Springs, a team that, uh, like you mentioned, they haven't played against each other in the regular season. But they've made a trade, and it was an important trade. And Colorado Springs right now sitting top of the table in the West. So they've been playing very good teams and this is going to be no different this weekend. I do want to bring this up early on. I don't want anyone to miss this San Diego loyal and the San Diego unified school district summer food drive. You have an opportunity this weekend to bring non perishable food items to the game, canned goods, rice, beans, macaroni, and cheese. Luca's favorite, bring those. And uh, this is your opportunity. We don't have a lot of home games. So you got to take advantage of the fact that you're going to be at home. So let's do that together. Torero Stadium this Saturday, May 14th, 7 p.m. Uh, bring non-perishable food items. And it will go to San Diego Unified School District children. Yeah, nothing against the broadcasts on ESPN+. Plus. I will say whoever had the camera responsibilities this past weekend at Isotopes Park in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Man, we were moving a lot. Was there a little bit of shaking? Was there an earthquake there or what? But... We are back home. It's usually building the fortress, getting to hear the locals, getting to hear Chavos de Loyal, Rainbow Loyal as well. I've missed it. I really mean this. I, I've missed it. I've missed the energy. I'm jealous when I watch what's happening in Tampa. I'm jealous what's happening when I watch in New Mexico, even Oakland back a couple of weeks ago, that horrible turf. 
I've missed it. I've I've missed our crowd. I've missed our supporters. I've missed our energy. I missed Torero Stadium. I missed pre-match activities. I missed hanging around at the local breweries there ahead of time. I've missed the Buena Vesa. I've missed Stone Brewing. I've missed the tacos. I've missed a lot of things about playing at home. So how do we I will demand it all this week? How do we demand better camera angles on some of these broadcasts? A few of these stadiums. Um, I get it. <laughs> I get that it's not easy. And a lot of these stadiums that are being used are not always soccer specific and built for like ESPN to come in and do game day or anything. I get that. That's not what we're dealing with, but I feel like there are some, some easy workarounds and it's just like specific places. Now we haven't gone to Albuquerque before. That's our first experience. I don't know if it's always like that, but it reminded me of every time we go to Vegas, when you have to watch 20 minutes of the match, staring into the sun and somehow you're blind at the end of it. If you ever drop points in Vegas, it's because you were staring at the sun for too long. And I, wasn't it like Tulsa this year? Do you remember like our first road match? Was yeah. that the first one? Tulsa. Yeah. That was brutal with a few of those camera angles. That was, I, I think one of the cameras was actually on the sun for that one. So um, I don't know what we need to do, but the always loyal podcast is in favor of improving a couple of these camera angles on these broadcasts in USL. I'm sure we're not the only one that had to think about some Dramamine during that broadcast as well, but it is true. And, and I will say, I think in New Mexico United, I remember when they came into Torero Stadium last year thinking, you know, this is a proper USL championship club. They brought a significant amount of away support. I think they're leading the USL championship in attendance, if I'm not mistaken. This is off the top of my head. I think double, they've been averaging I'll double check you, Darren. a little bit more than 10,000 per match. So they've, they've developed a real culture there. So kudos to them. Fair play. I, they, they seem to do it right. They are one of those clubs, Jordan. It still feels like in season number three that, you know, we're, we're still somewhat in expansion mode because we've never been to New Mexico and never been to Tampa. And we'll see Colorado Springs Switchbacks Football Club coming into town this weekend. So I like that, even though it's season number three and you think, hey, you've probably been around the block a time or two by now. The actual answer is no, they, they haven't. That is the reality for Loyal. So, And that's us. We get to talk about it. Think about some of the players. Think about some of these guys going to Tampa for the first time. Thinking about somebody like Kyle Vassell. I can't say enough about Kyle Vassell who scored what could be a goal of the week. This is a candidate for goal of the week. Go to the USL website, vote for Kyle Vassell, who scores his sixth in injury time at the end of the first half, which was just a ridiculously skillful goal from Kyle Vassell. Unfortunately, Loyal couldn't add on, which Landon identified at the end of it. Right. But think about that guy. Like he's, know who he's preparing for and it doesn't seem to matter doesn't matter what the turf conditions are doesn't matter what the weather conditions are doesn't matter who the opposition is here he just bags his sixth goal of the 2022 season a guy who's eight ten games into his usl championship career but he has to learn this all for the very first time and he's tied for the league leading goal score in our kyle vassell it's impossible for me not to look ahead and i'm allowed to do this I mean, I know coaches can't, I know players can't, but I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to think about the playoff time. Kyle Vassell is a player. I cannot wait to see how he performs in a playoff match for San Diego loyal. Like he's scoring goals. He looks great. He's a perfect fit. He's physical. Um, he sets the tone uh, multiple times throughout the match. 
I can't wait to see all that happen in a playoff match. That's just a tangent. I just, I, it's impossible for me not to, to watch him and not think about what that's going to look like when those games really get cranked up a notch or two, because it's still pretty early in the season, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for him to have six goals here and be tied for the league lead, I think is such a testament to him, to Charlie Adams, to everybody with Loyal for bringing him into the mix. Enjoy him, I think, Jordan. I think it's safe to say enjoy him while we can. Hey. Not like he's going to go anywhere this season. But I would I would gather that he probably took a little bit of a long look on what it was like when they played opposite LA Galaxy, mm. how he felt like he fared against Galaxy and MLS Club back in U.S. Open Cup. Well, Dortmund, Dortmund are looking to fill a player. A Good point. Spot. Good point. Good point. So, you know, from that standpoint here, he's, you know, he's, he's clearly focused on the task at hand, which is scoring goals for loyal. He told me privately how much he loves scoring goals, an interview that you'll be able to see here before too long, but also, you know, that he's, he's considering what the future might look like. So, you know, he's always had this ability. They put him in the proper position here where they're using him the right way, utilizing him and he's rewarding the club for that faith. So go out there, vote for Kyle Vassell. Do it. Eight matches, 10 matches into the season here, about a quarter of the way, a little bit more in for San Diego Loyal to be leading the league tied for goals scored, I think is quite the testament for what it is that we're watching. I can't wait to see it in person on Saturday night at seven Mm o'clock. Really missed him last season. Training with the squad. Just could have put him out there, man. All right, uh, Darren, I went back. I looked. New Mexico United does lead the league in attendance. They're averaging 10,000 plus, Mm. which is up from last year. Last year, averaging a shade under eight. So going there, going to that stadium, there's quite the atmosphere there. There's a lot of people who show up, and um, that's what they got to experience in Albuquerque. Now, back home to Torero Stadium in front of the locals and Chavos and Rainbow Loyals, and uh, we get a party. At Torero Stadium, bring the champagne. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Don't bring the champagne. Don't just bring, bring champagne. You know, just don't, just don't advertise food, it. Don't food, it. food and beverage policies. You know, you know. Right, I will Darren, say. I think it, speaking of real quick, one of the things that we just talked about with the broadcast that the broadcast missed a couple of things. And if you were watching as Jordan and I were, you might have seen Colin Martin subbed on at half, right, right there, and. Within the blink of an eye, you saw Colin Martin see yellow. He was cautioned by the ref. We never saw what happened. They barely even got to the introduction of Colin Martin. So I had to go and I'd ask and say, hey, what, what, what's the deal? We were not treated at all to a replay. Uh, came on, hard tackle, wasn't given any benefit of the doubt since he had just entered the match. Picked up a second yellow in the 79th. Sent off, red card. Obviously, Loyal had to play. Shorthanded for the final 10, 11 minutes plus stoppage time, which led to the equalizer in the 94th minute, which we've now seen three out of the last four matches. No complaints that I heard whatsoever from anybody with Loyal who had a chance to see it, eyes on the actual plays themselves. Because I wanted to say, like, did something happen here? Was this a little screwy? We didn't see it. But what I was told by those who were there in attendance was, Maybe the referee could have been a little more lenient with Colin Martin just being subbed on. He didn't have to caution him 10 seconds into his shift. But if you're actually just looking at the plays themselves and wondering what it was that happened, there was no real objection whatsoever from the loyal staff based on how Colin was treated by the referees. All right, Darren, let's get to the star of the show. What do you say? The president and CEO of Rady Children's Hospital here in San Diego. Darren, tell us why we're going to talk with Dr. Friaz. 
Well, Dr. Frias is just a, he's just an incredible person on behalf of an incredible organization. And, you know, San Diego Loyal aspires to be uh, very relevant and community oriented and community driven. And they're off to a great start here in season number three. Obviously, the standard in the county is Rady Children's Hospital. May means business. Rady's most important month for fundraising is the month of May. We'll give this website out a couple of times when Dr. Frias joins us may.radyfoundation.org. You can donate yourself. It's as simple as logging on and making a donation to Rady Children's Hospital. 100% of all proceeds stay right here in San Diego. We don't need to tell you how important Rady Children's Hospital is, not just as a partner for Loyal and Loyal Select, but to the community. I'm willing to bet if you live in San Diego, you know somebody who's had a child at Rady Children's throughout the years. But you also can collaborate, you can operate some competition, some friendly competition for fundraising with Rady Children's Hospital. And Dr. Frias will join us to give us all the details when we come back on the Always Loyal Podcast. Dr. Patrick Frias, you are the president and CEO at Rady Children's Hospital. Always our pleasure to welcome you into the pregame show to the Always Loyal podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, and it's always a pleasure to be with you, and, and thanks so much for letting me join you today. Well, we have so many things to talk about here and so many things to promote and so many great connections, the longest, one of the longest partnerships with San Diego Loyal. I do want to just toss this out overarching because Jordan and I worked with a friend who has a young daughter and just randomly on social media the other day tweeted out, how great is it that we get to live in San Diego where we have Rady Children's Hospital? And I knew exactly what he was referencing in terms of him, the feeling that he's had all throughout the years. I'm guessing that's what it's all about. When you see from the parents, when you see it from the children, day after day, year after year, how important Rady Children's Hospital is here in San Diego. Darren, that, that warms my heart to hear. And it's absolutely why all 5,500 members of Team Rady get up every morning and come to work. And I always tell everybody on our team, which is uh, so important to have the team we have taking care of the kids, that no matter what you do and where your role is, you're always one to two degrees of separation from the life of a child. So hearing those stories never gets old. As an ex-clinician and now administrator, that's why I went into this. It's, it's all about helping the kids, being here for the community. And, and I view us as a, a real precious community asset. And we have a covenant with the community to be here for every child. And, and you're right, when people come here and move here, bring their families or wanna raise a family here, it's comforting to know that in your own backyard, you have one of the best children's hospitals in the country and incredible providers dedicated to, to being here for the kids. Absolutely, and us even having this conversation in the month of May, I know this is a really, really important month. May means business. People can go to may.radyfoundation.org. Can you tell everybody why this month in particular, all 12 are super important, but why the month of May is so important at Rady Children's? All 12 are critically important. May is also Mental Health Awareness Month, and, and that's a very important uh, month for us. And, and uh, certainly the, with the crisis, uh, the pandemic has done to the mental health crisis in kids, it's important for us to always focus on that. And then particularly this month, May Means Business is an opportunity for us to work with all of our amazing business partners 
in the community, such as the San Diego Loyal, and, and an opportunity for, for them to engage with us in, in helping us do what we do and, and through cause marketing and other campaigns uh, to help raise money to support the, the causes that we have, such as uh, mental health, among others. You recently, I guess not recently, but you moved to San Diego almost four years ago now. Tell us about San Diego. What have you learned about the town coming from Atlanta now to a new city, um, relatively new? What have you learned? Is there anything that surprised you about the town? Uh, well, San Diego is a, a fantastic town. Four years, I tell you, it feels like 10 years with the pandemic, but uh, you're right. It is the fourth year now. It's been phenomenal. And, and one of the things I learned early on and probably because of the pandemic really highlighted this for me was the collaborative spirit of the people of San Diego and, and the real community that we have. You know, when, when this pandemic hit, all the health systems got together and the health system leaders and said, what do we need to do? You know, and all the people in our organization said, what do we need to do? How are we going to be here for the, for the kids, the community? And we all banded and worked together. And then to the businesses, you know, we already had a partnership with the loyal. That was a tough year. First year for you guys, you know, you're early on, you're getting started and this thing hits and you all stepped up to the plate and, and helped us at a, at a difficult time. You were here volunteering. Actually, we had uh, many of you in the, the vaccine clinic helping to direct the way and, and also just getting the word out for the, all the work that was going on. So I would say the biggest thing I learned in, in, in a great way is just how collaborative this community is. Yeah, I think I could speak for Darren uh, when I say that's one of the coolest things we've been able to do with San Diego Loyal. Um, the response to COVID uh, was actually documented. There's a short documentary that's up for an award based on Rady Children's COVID response from, from the outbreak itself to vaccinations. Can you tell us about the documentary and maybe an award? Yeah, it's, uh, thank you for asking. We put together a video. I use the proverbial word we, our team put together and had a wonderful idea. And we partnered with uh, Samson Chen, who's a, a Emmy award winning documentary uh, maker, I forget what you call them, but uh, you know, he's done the Olympics, he's won Emmys and, and, and knew a neighbor, friend of a friend, let's help out the children's hospital. And he actually had done a video for our Center for Gender Affirming Care. And it was just phenomenal the way he, he just got the story out there, pulled out the emotion, was able to share it. And we had this idea of, you know what, we're, we're about halfway into the pandemic. And of course, I'm thinking halfway, at least halfway to where we are now. And, and looking back, thought there are so many phases we've already gone through from the testing or the, the initial realization of what's happening to the testing to the vaccines. But we really wanted to capture something to honor our employees and our workforce, and then also have that captured uh, for the history of it. Because, you know, every day in and day out, sometimes you forget what happened in the past. And he did just a phenomenal job. It was completely completely unscripted. He interviewed a number of folks, uh, many, many of our employees, and put together the, the story of, of how Team Rady rose to the challenge and uh, was there for the community during this time. Phenomenal. And speaking of video, I, I hope that you had a chance, doctor, to see something that San Diego Loyal itself had recently put out here, that there was a patient who had come through your doors. I think his name was Landon. Pretty hard yes. to forget when you think about Landon Donovan. But uh, a day out there at the Elite Athlete Training Center with San Diego Loyal. And, I, and no matter how many times you see it, and you obviously see it a ton in your profession and working there with Rady Children's, but no matter how many times you see that stuff, I mean, how, how could you not feel a little bit of welling of the eyes. Did you get a chance to, to see young Landon out there training with San Diego Loyal and see how much that meant to him and his mom? 
I did. I loved it. When I first looked at it, I thought young Landon, was was, was he related to Landon? It was just uh, <laughs> just by chance, I guess. And uh, really heartwarming. Those stories are incredible. And it's so uh, amazing for that the players, the team, Landon, everybody takes the time. Because for, for the kids, you know, to be able to, to hang out with these guys for a little bit and, and just have some sense of fun and normalcy after what they're going through, it means the world. And then I also saw on social media that Landon had posted it and uh, was challenging his uh, friends and colleagues, and he's got a lot of them, to, to donate and help for the cause. So, uh, again, another sign of our good friend Landon Donovan doing doing right by us. We appreciate and, it. And and this partnership, you know, it's, it's San Diego loyal since the beginning on the side, on the sleeve of the kit, and also loyal select, which I think is just such a partner, perfect partnership with Rady Children's Hospital to be on the, the front of the shirt. What has this partnership meant on, on your side of it as the president and the CEO of Rady Children's Hospital? For me, it's, it's important. You know, the Soccer is, is youth sports, getting out the health and wellness part of it, not just from the physical health and wellness, but also the mental health and wellness. And we've had a lot of conversations around that. It's important for us to get our name out and show the community how, how we're not just doing the, the medical thing at the, at the hospital, but we're partnering with our community partners to support them. We can actually care, uh, provide care for the, the, the adults and young adults on the team because our, our ortho team does, and that's important for us to show that as well and, and be collaborative with uh, one of our main partners in the community. Uh, you guys clearly take great care of kids here in San Diego. I'm I'm someone who's always seeking advice, so I feel like I would be foolish not to ask a pretty general question as a, a new dad, someone who is relatively a new father, uh, what's the best advice you can give to a new dad? Best advice. Well, you know, I'll say this as a dad of four and it's just, uh, you know, I have four kids. They're all very different as they've grown up and you look around and wonder how, how did that happen? What they're, what they're choosing to do, but they're all doing great things and they're all happy. And, and I think it's uh, allowing them to find their path supporting them, loving them, uh, dusting them off when they, when they maybe fall down and get a little hurt and just, uh, support them, whatever passion that they have as they move forward. Four kids. That's a lot of diaper changes. I read that Rady <laughs> children's, uh, had 880,000 diaper changes last year. I feel like I've gone through that many diapers in two years as a dad. When was the last time you changed <laughs> how to change a diaper? Yeah, my youngest is 14, so it's That's probably been, been about a dozen years okay. since I've changed a diaper. I'm not a grandfather yet, so I hope it's another dozen more, but <laughs> you're right. There are a lot of diapers that we go through. Some of the statistics are amazing, the numbers of Band-Aids and diapers and things like that that, that we go through, but uh, uh, those, those days go by fast, Jordan, so enjoy them while they're there, and uh, it's a phenomenal time. And that, that's an important part, too, because when you think about uh, what it is in philanthropy and you think about you know, the opportunity here to, to help Rady Children's Hospital at may.radyfoundation.org, you know, it's not just equipment. I work with iHeart also, so every year we have a, a you know, big fundraising event with eight iHeart radio stations to try to, to spread the word and make everybody aware that 100% of the money stays right here in San Diego County with Rady Children's Hospital. But it's everything. It's everything from, from diapers to equipment, to staffing, to entertainment, to parents, and to counseling as well. So, I mean, it, it really is when you donate and the challenge hopefully accepted here from people who are listening to this podcast to log onto that site and challenge yourself in a unique way to not only give yourself, but also to uh, inspire others to do the very same. Absolutely. And, and every bit counts. I mean, it's from a 
our new cath lab that costs $25 million to the, the highest tech equipment that's there. And then we have the canine services coming through. We have art therapy, pipe therapy, music therapy, you name it. Uh, it, it really is in a children's hospital. It's more than the bricks and the mortar and this high-end care. A lot of it's a wraparound services to be there for the families, to make sure that we're providing the support that they need. We're caring for not just the child, we're caring for mom, dad, siblings, and grandparents as well. And uh, we really have to have more of that for them. And, th and those are the types of things that really we, we can do because of the generosity of our community that helps support um, support those services. Well, Dr. Frias, we will see you out there soon at Torero Stadium. Again, May, like the month, may.radyfoundation.org. They challenge you to, to think about one of San Diego's true assets here in our county and, of course, partnering up with San Diego Loyal. We appreciate it. We'll see you soon, and we'll be popping champagne at Torero Stadium before too long, I hope. Look forward to it, guys. Thanks for the time and the opportunity. Appreciate it. Played for Mallorca in Spain. Made one appearance there while on loan from Levante. As this one gets through, Vassell able to get a touch on it. And San Diego have opened the scoring here in stoppage time, stunning the lab 1-0. Wow. I mean, where did that come from? Darren, let's take a look at the Western Conference standings. I love this part of the podcast. Presented by the Bright app. It's the world's leading platform for personal training available on the App Store and Google Play. Darren, hit me with the good news. Jordan, you know where two of the top three clubs in the Western Conference are playing this weekend? Torero Stadium. Torero Stadium, that's right. Pop quiz, Jordan passes 7 o'clock. We'll see you there. Colorado Springs Switchbacks Football Club sitting on top of the Western Conference standings. They played nine matches, eight wins, one loss, and a zero draws thus far on the season for a total of 24 points. That's good. San Antonio's played nine times. They're sitting second on the Western Conference table, 21 points. San Diego has played 10 times, so one more than the clubs around them. 20 points sitting third in the West, followed by Phoenix, which every time I look, Phoenix seems to be getting clobbered by somebody, yet there they are sitting fourth. Nine matches, 18 points. Sacramento, 15 points. Vegas, 14 points. El Paso, 13. That's one through seven in the Western Conference standings. But one versus three this week at Torero Stadium at 7 o'clock. You know, I love looking at the uh, 538 projections when it comes to playoff odds championship odds uh colorado switchbacks the team that will be here in town this weekend 93 percent chance of making the playoffs which should come as no surprise with their start um a seven percent chance of winning it all which happens to be the exact same number that san diego loyal have so hey uh it. it's louisville and san antonio this is according to 538, which, as we know, isn't always correct. Loose City, San Antonio, uh, and then a pretty big gap. But the next grouping is the two teams that we'll see this weekend in Torero Stadium. So two of the best in the West battling it out. And it's been, like we said in the first segment, it feels like it's just been so long since we've been at Torero. So it's going to be fun heading back there to the campus of USD and having a good time and uh, toasting champagne somewhere. Well, Jordan, I don't know about you, but I think worth the price of admission is to see the USL championship co-leader in goals scored and the co-leader in assists made. That would be Tumi Moshibani. So having Kyle Vassell and Tumi Moshibani on our side, I like it at home against Colorado Springs switchbacks. Listen, I love the Open Cup. 
Shout out to Hercules Gomez and Sebastian Salazar and ESPN Plus for doing a whip around show. Yeah. By the time right. you might hear this podcast, they're going to do one on Wednesday night. I'd love to be in the USL uh, or in the US Open Cup, but now all focus squarely straight ahead on league play. And this feels like a big one on a Saturday night at Torero Stadium because it is a big one on a Saturday night at Torero Stadium. So, yes, I'll be paying attention to the Open Cup. I'm pulling for the USL Championship clubs, who seem to all be playing one another, by the way. Detroit City, Luz City, San Antonio, at Houston Dynamo, Sac Republic, and Phoenix Rising. Don't know why it was shook out that way necessarily, but I wanted to see who the the last USL Championship club is remaining. But uh, that said, all the focus now on getting back in the league play, and what a better way to do that than at home against Colorado. Yeah. This uh, this would be a fun one to get a win. We've uh, we've had some big wins, some big wins on the road. Uh, let's let's add some big wins here at home. This would be this would be up there. This would definitely be up there. They've had such an impressive start, and I don't think like Thomas Avong has clearly been really good for San Diego. I think they're I think both teams are happy with the trade. I would imagine. Um, I would I I don't know how much time Van Kaizeel is getting, but. You know, I would think so. I, I mean, I, I would think that among getting back into form too, based on being a, a little dinged up from last time, you know, loyal had played and not being available for the open cup. I, I would certainly think that, yeah. that, yeah, I, I always like these matchups though, because I always like the subplot and it's such a different sport, right? In other sports, sometimes you see somebody have some success against the team that traded that particular player away or let a player walk in free agency and there's always like a little little bit of angst, right? What's the player going to do if he has just a little bit of success? And I'd love to find out this weekend with Thomas Among. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, are Does both he do players going to no. start? I'm not going to celebrate thing? I mean, no, I think you celebrate, right? I don't know. He get, That's his choice, not my choice. Van Kaizeel, eight appearances so far this year. So he's playing. He's playing. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, he was always a pretty good depth piece when he was here as well, but I certainly right. think you'd rather have, but it's, uh, I think it's that trade is just one of those things where you want, you want the right fit. And uh, maybe that kind of trade is one where both teams win. That's what you want. It's one of those ideal trades. Both players end up in a better fit. Well, both are, are clearly winning at least in the standings, right? Yeah. First yeah. versus third in the Western conference seems to suggest to me that, that both are getting out of that trade pretty much what they were hoping for. Mm -hmm. remember too this is an opportunity and since it's the only match within the span of six weeks that you can bring some non-perishable food items to Torero Stadium so be sure to do that because we love loyal and what they're involved with in their community all right Darren that is uh, episode 15 of the always loyal podcast I'll see you this weekend at Torero Stadium we'll bring the non-perishable food items and uh, we'll celebrate our one and only match at home this month love that can't wait to hear you be loud be rowdy Let's get three points.